Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Pain. Not the pain. The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. It's reading right, man. Look, you're not reading it right. Um. Welcome back, everybody, to Video Dread Podcast. We are back. We survived Halloweenies. Halloween? How was everybody's Halloween? Mine was fantastic. Holy shit. My yard was so much things. I almost set my grass on fire. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have any kids, but I had a fuck ton of candy and walked around downtown Savannah, dressed up, and, um, yeah, it was cool, man. Watched a shit ton of movies. That's that's basically what we did too. We actually went trick or treating with the girls, which was awesome. Oh, cool! Went to a party, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. It was a blasticle. Shit, yeah, blasticle. What about you, Dustin? What did you do? Um, let's see. Almost every day, Kay and I tried to watch a new horror movie. That was kind of hard to do sometimes. Um, especially when we tried to do the Joe Bob Briggs ones, because you know mm. they're like three to four hours long. So it's a testament, motherfucker. Be talking. We did not make yes, he does. It, it through. Uh, uh, like we did not get to watch a new one every single day, but um, the ones we did watch were awesome. I'm trying to think. On f- the Friday before Halloween, we went and saw a band that we really like called Sangua Sugabog. You bastard! And. They were awesome. That was probably that was one of the highlights. Then we tried to go see Daniel play the following night. His cover band uh, didn't quite make it to see him, but I did see Eddie play. Uh, you guys, listeners, would remember him. He's been our only guest so far from he, the censor episode. Yeah, he. That's it true. was awesome. He did like part uh, like partial scores to two different horror movies. He did the thing, and he did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. And, it was really, really good. The, uh, thing, the thing scene was the blood testing scene where he would burn the copper wire in the blood. Mm-hmm. And it that's was like what a, that's that's the video. I guess, I don't know if you or somebody put up like a little clip of it, and it's like, dude, I have to see that at some point. If I can get a hold of a video of it, I have to see that. I'm pretty sure his wife filmed it. So yeah, yeah, she she filmed it. I filmed all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre part. If you if you want that, because I didn't know it was going to be like sixteen minutes worth of shit. Yeah, I want all of it. Those are two of my favorite movies. I mean, the thing is my favorite movie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was so good. I was so impressed. Eddie, if you listen to this, please do it again. Do more. Make this a new band of yours that you perform regularly with. Dane, Dane, if you listen to this, you killed it too. Yeah, um, all the, yeah, do it all the time. So let me, then let me get forward. some bass on there. I'll play bass on there. Dustin, he'll do his noise stuff. We'll just start a new band. Yeah. I'll do, yeah, if I'll you do guys, screaming in the background. Eddie and Dane, if you don't do it, I'm going to fucking do it. So <laughs> don't make me. <laughs> um, like, look, this is a threat. This isn't a, we're not asking. We're threatening you. Right. So, like, we're going to do it if you don't. Fast forward to <laughs> Halloween. Kay had a dream of uh, me and her being two members of KISS. She was Gene Simmons, and she looked great. I was Paul Stanley. Uh, kind of look like Ronald McDonald meets Paul Stanley. <laughs> like Ronald McDonald went as Paul Stanley for Halloween. You're talking about your actual makeup? Yes. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and then, well, because my beard was... How, I didn't Dude, I love beard. that, how your makeup stopped at your beard. No, <laughs> I like asked... A whole other situation was just boop. Yeah, I asked Kay. I was like, should we do this? It, like, cover my beard? She's like, no, just don't, you know, don't worry about it. And, I, you know, it would have been a big mess, probably. So we only had a handful of trick-or-treaters, but Dan and his family stopped by. My sister and her daughter and husband came by. And then we uh, watched The Fly 2 on VHS out on the porch until it got too cold and we had to bring it in. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty in my rad. Book. Nice, dude. Hey, oh, Eddie. let me mention this. I have bought tickets... Or rearrange tickets three separate times to see Possession in 4K at, at in Raleigh and in Winston. It never happened. I'm really uh, disappointed about that. That's the only thing that was a bummer about Halloween for me. But the rest of it was really, really awesome. Totally makes up for not getting to see it. But. We also missed the opportunity to go see Evil Dead, the musical. They were performing that in town this oh. year. And I'm bummed about that, but it was at the exact same time that we were playing the show 
So, yeah, we missed it. All right, yeah, Halloween happened. It's over. It's sad. We're moving now into Thanksgiving time. And, uh, you know, what better way to start off November than with one of our favorite childhood movies, RoboCop. It's here. It's happening. It's the episode that you've all been like, why the fuck are they talking about all this other bullshit? Can they just do RoboCop? I know that's what you're like. I don't want to hear about Billy Zane. I want to hear about fucking RoboCop. So let's fucking go. Well, now is your time. What did, what did Peter Weller want to be called on set the whole time? He strictly wanted to be in character and be called Robo at all times. That is fucking hilarious. Fucking uh, he's it out. Even though at the end of the film, when he asks, what's your name? He says, Murphy. It's the, the whole time he was just lying. He's like, ah, you motherfuckers been calling me Robo. <laughs> he was like, actually call me Buckaroo because, you know, I'm, I'm hot off of Buckaroo Banzai. Or so. call me BB. Yeah. BB! Wait, what? So, in the film, there's a lot of commercials. There's a lot of, like, newscasts and stuff. But when he draws his weapon and does the, like, spinny thing, like the Cowboys, what is that yeah. show? TJ Laser. Yeah, TJ Laser. That's it. TJ Laser. And his kids. Can you do that, Dad? Yeah. Can you do that, Dad? <laughs> he looks like this, this, this dude in the 80s. It was called, like, Captain Power. And it was kind of like that, but it was like this weird TV show game that you could like shoot at your TV and you put these little light boxes on your TV and it interacted with you. And you had to wear like this like laser tag vest and you're like, oh, the TV is shooting at me. And like a bunch of parents were like, that's witchcraft. And it was actually just like just laser technology, whatever. Why did they not try to do that again is my question. That's fucking <sighs> awesome. Somebody would probably weaponize it or something and it would actually <laughs> shoot just guns at you or actual lasers or something i don't know yeah. that sounds rad though reverse uh technology but in this day and age in like uh, playstation vr or something that'd be weaponized cool. leds yeah exactly anyway yeah so i always thought that there's a lot of cool things in this movie like all the newscasts and the commercials and stuff the the um Oh, the, the heart the, commercial with that fucking gnarly ass like oh yeah that he has yeah the guy was like uh something heart sorry he's like we have oh, hearts that's... made by Yamaha he was like yeah. you pick the heart <laughs> and he's like we and, have payment plans and insurance policies and, remember, and also we care we, can, yeah, we yep. care dude I love future news like in all these movies like in like in this in like the second RoboCop and like in Total Recall. Like, I, I think that's one of my favorite things is, like, the future news, like, what they're doing and shit like that. And, and in this one, it's a lot better because one of the newscasters was a real newscaster, Lisa Gibbons. She was on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, I was saying that when I was yeah. watching it. It's like, and then you watch it and you get the Entertainment Tonight. Didn't Shadow Stevens have a, uh, a thing on Entertainment Tonight at one point? Probably. He's kind of everywhere. He's probably in my house somewhere. Or maybe he was cool. just on Hollywood Squares after that. No, he was in Hollywood Squares. That's it. And the circle gets the square. Um, in my shadow. I noticed in the newscast, they had that really corny, like, Oh, breaking news. Like, the forest is on fire right now. And now this. It always reminds me of Sesame Street or, like, Kermit the Frog or Muppets and stuff. Because they would always do that as, like, a... I didn't know that was like a real. I guess it's like supposed to be a Morse code thing. Yeah, maybe what action, it sounds like, like or something. Action news. God, it's crazy. So that's how it opens up, yeah. right? And they talk about kind of what's going on about the crime wave and uh, kind of like the news right now. <laughs> <laughs> the that you know OCP is working on something, or they're they're bring, they're trying to bring in new Detroit. Yep, OCP, which Omni Consumer Products. Yeah, which is like this. I, they they do security, they do all kinds of things, right? They're a tech tech company, but I also said it, it's an anagram for cop because it's OCP. Yeah. And I thought mm -hmm. that was interesting. I was looking at the logo last night and I told Dustin, I was like, "Holy shit, that's cop!" So that was interesting. I thought, like, I see it now. Yeah, it's up a cup, up a cup. Well, you know, as a kid, I watched this as a kid, and I didn't pay attention to shit like that. I was just like, "Holy shit, RoboCop has a middle finger that's a fucking uh, a knife, and he stabs a computer with it." And, shit. And, you, <laughs> and you start looking at your hands, and you're a kid, and you're like, "How could I do that?" And you start looking at a steak knife, and then at your hand, then at the steak knife, and then somewhere in your mind goes, "I could probably," and then the universe says, "Don't either tape." 
a steak knife to your hand and run around the house or try to shove it into your hand like i'm robocop and then you have to go to the hospital well, and i you would don't get slide to watch it up no more i would slide it up through my ring finger and my middle finger and pretend not like a steak knife but a butter knife and right. i would, like, like need a, an ice pick for this yeah. <laughs> or like a chopstick and you just walk around and go like i'm robocop and then you get told to go to your room and you don't get to watch tv anymore for a week i would do that shit Robo to my chop. sister Robo right. chop. Robo chop. I would do that shit to my sister when she would piss me off. I would go, ping. Like, give her the middle finger like it was a Robocop thing. Pretend uh, this I a, had a big this is a knife. Robocop figure that uh, had the arm. You could also take his arm off and put on the machine gun rocket launcher one, like from part three. He, and he had the jetpack that you could put take on. Uh, put Did he have the wings? Uh, yeah. Did the, wing, did the wings come out? Yeah. And then oh, so you great. could also pull the uh, gun out of his leg. And the other thing was... Uh, Thank God he got his legs blown off. He, he how, said, like, how else would he store all, that? All the main catchphrases, <laughs> too. Like, it, his mouth would light up, and it would just be like a, a computer little thing. Like, beep, 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 beep. Uh, his you know. mouth lit up? That's terrifying. Yeah. It was cool, dude. It was, like, fucking this big. Uh, okay, I thought you were, like, thinking about, like, a... A twelve-inch figure. Yeah, I, I thought it was like a little, a little action figure. Toy. No, he held his hands I, up. That thing's like twenty-four inches tall. Or and something. I think we got it at a Roses or Kmart. I can't remember. That sounds like a Roses, a Roses purchase. And hey, Mama, awesome, can I put this on layaway? I, I miss you, RoboCop toy. I know. I was gonna say, like, where the fuck is it, dude? Go find it. Call your dude, parents right now. Back to the movie. Yeah, so. we got to get into this movie now. Yeah. So, RoboCop. We open up on Detroit and the news, and it's crazy. Detroit is full of a crime just like it is now i guess you know and it's the future question mark i don't know those four tourists don't say future to me i don't know if they ever say what year it is but it is supposed to be in the future it is yeah yeah it's the the not too distant future they never that's kind of cool they don't even bother to say some shit like that you know yeah they're not like 2099 and the police are on strike what happens when crime rules the streets robots (laughs) Well, they don't go on strike until the towards the end, right? That's true. Well, well the they second never... one is more the strike. Then they kind of talk. Yeah. They kind of lead yeah. up to it in this one. Part three is the full on strike, right? I think no, the I end of this one is a strike because no. crime goes ape shit at the end of this. Well, that's come on. We all right. We got to get some. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, dude, can... you said this was going to be a long one. What the fuck? This is your idea. Okay, so we we go in and we're introduced mainly to some of the big players at OCP, which by that I mean Dick Jones, Bob Morton, and I can't think of the CEO's name to they, save my life. They right refer now. to him as the old man. The yeah, old just man. the old man. I just That's call him it. Connell Cochran from Halloween 3. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you call this a glitch? Um, Trying uh, to kill children here. <laughs> so they're... They're doing a presentation. Dick Jones is bringing in his new massive robot that's like supposed to be for urban pacification and defense. It's called Ed Two Hundred Nine uh, Ed Two Hundred Nine. The Ed stands for Enforcement Droid, and it brings him in as to show like the the uh, big wigs at the company what's up, and they do like a little show off example thing but it goes horribly wrong uh dick jones asks uh, one of the guys to point a gun at him and tells him to you know drop the gun he has 20 seconds to comply he drops the gun but he pursue proceeds anyways and just blows this dude to bits we and watched he, the unrated dude, version and that oh, i did too sh- i did he too gets, he gets yeah. shot at least like dude, there's probably a hundred rounds in I, I counted it i actually counted it tonight he gets shot 107 times. Oh, my God. And Because the, the director's cut, he still shoots him. He falls back on the table. Right. And he, you're still seeing, like, the squibs go off. Yeah, because they're, they're prepping. They're dropping this ED Ed 209 because they're building this new futuristic city in Detroit, and they're trying to stamp out all the crimes. So the best bet is get the security company to create this robot that'll just kill everybody who's doing crime, right? And then yeah. what what that guy falls on is a model of the city, which I thought yeah. was interesting. But it's like message. Yeah. Um and while they're while they're doing all this, there's this one guy, what's his name? A Morton. Bob Morton. Bob Morton, who's like this go getter. He's a young he's the youngster in the group and he's like He's wanting to move up as fast as he can, and he knows how to do that. He sees someone basically drop. Uh, what's the phrase? 
He dropped the dropped the ball. Dropped the ball. He dropped the soap. Dropped the soap, and he went up behind him, behind Ed two hundred nine, and he just you know one hundred seven times again. Um, yeah, because Dick Jones is the one who runs the Ed two hundred nine. He's program. the vice president, and so now that that guy gets shot up, you know, uh, the old man is chewing Dick Jones out about it and bob morton jumps in and he's like i don't know if you're aware of the robocop protocol that we have and defense marketing or whatever the fuck but we have that lined up and dick jones tries to you know like get in the way he's like oh thank you for that we don't want to hear it basically an old man's like we want to hear it get ready in 20 minutes yeah dick um (laughs) which everybody's terrified of dick jones Oh, every yeah you see it more and more throughout the film and he is he is a crazy asshole the bathroom scene is my favorite. Which oh, is the first scene the, they shot oh, yeah, we'll at the movie, too. So, anyways, uh, Bob Morton and Dick Jones kind of have, like, a little stare-off, and they prepare everything, and it cuts to uh, you're introduced to our main character, uh, Robocop, but we don't know him as that yet. It's uh, Officer Alex Murphy, and he's been transferred to a new uh, precinct in Detroit. And he's being welcomed in, and you're seeing like him walk through the d- different stages. He just he starts his job right away. He goes right to the locker room, puts on a bulletproof vest, meets Lewis so- immediately. He meets his partner Lewis, and you know she se- right away she seems like a badass. She's like beating the shit out of some asshole in the in the precinct. Played by Nancy from uh, Carrie. Yeah, Nancy uh, Allen. Yeah, who uh, famously is known for having long strawberry blonde hair. So the director had to cut her all of her hair off. To make her like this badass, and she is. She like beats the shit out of this uh, this prisoner she's bringing in, and it's funny in that scene because it's not her beating that dude up, and you can super tell it's a stunt woman. <laughs> and then it goes her like punching, like, oh, that's Nancy Allen. Look at that. Yeah, she. Uh, I I saw this thing recently, and she said that one of her friends to get her more in the mood and set for the role, they. Uh, uh, reckon they recommended that she wear men's underwear to feel more like what I don't uncomfortable? know yeah I, I don't know uh, it's in it's on Netflix it's the movies that made us there's a Robocop one watch, watch it now y'all all should watch it I've, the whole time Daniel and I were watching Robocop last night I kept like talking over Robocop to tell him about the shit I learned from it so it's I have really no cool. idea what this movie's about because Dustin just told Dustin me Dustin was screaming he was nah. pantomiming Dan- oh, I want to I want to say this really really quick I know we're never going to get through this one but uh, it, Robocop is so important to me and I'll talk more about that but something that's very important to me with with uh, Daniel and you, Andy, I have a separate one for you. But with uh, with Daniel, you know, for there was at least a three or four year streak. There would be a day where Daniel didn't feel like going to work, and he'd call out of work, and I would call out too, so I could hang out with him. And uh, we would lay around That's his cool. house and watch RoboCop and get Pizza Hut buffet. And there would, and then the years following. Oh my it, God, Pizza Hut buffet! I miss it, oh, dude. Oh it was shit. so oh. fucking good. That's some of my favorite days, you know. And it's the laziest shit, but it's like every time we're the whole time we're watching RoboCop, it's like RoboCop's so fucking awesome, you know. It's so <laughs> badass. Man, he's so cool. I wish, man, one day I'm gonna get shot. I'm gonna get shot up, and I'm gonna be a but cool RoboCop. I would beg him every year, you know, like, come on, man, let's let's get Pizza Hut buffet and watch RoboCop. And then Pizza Hut buffet went down. We don't have that anymore, so it's like he it, we never. Ever, it's been a long time since we've done that. Uh, I know you work for our friends now, so it'd be hard for you to call in and be like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to call out there," but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I would just be honest. I'm like, dudes, I need a day to recharge and watch RoboCop. <laughs> but in a pizza buffet, you don't want to come with me. But then you know, my other story is like with Andy. Like me and him, every once in a while, we'll get in like these just non-stop back and forth text conversations and we requote almost the entire fucking movie to each other we do That's- that with son-in-law also but uh robocop yeah it's like we just go tit for tat with it or it's like it's it's really fun that's Sorry. pretty much how we communicated most of the time when i was in minnesota is that we would just go back or like i would one of us would like start it i would be like stop calling me walter or we would start with like a claire spottiger thing and then we would just go on for like a couple hours and then that would just be it like okay cool bye <laughs> uh where are we at here uh she he just met lewis uh he's getting assigned they're in the yeah so they go into the uh the locker room they're getting the, the co future co-ed locker room where everybody's in there just naked and yeah that's and, true yeah yeah and then so the captain comes in you know 
takes the name off of a, a locker to symbolize that this cop that they were talking about prior got murdered. So now there's like, he's cleaning out the locker and they're talking about, you know, funerals tomorrow. If you want to make any donations, give it to the wife, you know, don't. And they're talking about, we should go on strike. Well, right, yeah. Right. When he walks in, an officer says, I tell you what we should do. Fuck them. We should go on strike. And he, you know, gives the speech Andy just said. And then he's like, and he looks and he's like, cops don't strike. Cops don't strike. The next kind of transition thing that happens is they're about to go out on patrol and <clears throat> Lewis is like, I'll drive. You don't really know the neighborhood. And Alex Murphy's like, he says something like, I, nah, I'll drive. Yeah, he like, says, I like to drive when I'm breaking in a new partner. And she just pops a, a bubble in his face, and then you know they go. And he hauls ass out of there in that four tours. They're kind of like showing cop off car, to each other. Yeah. Every cop car in this movie is like a 1989 Ford Taurus, and it has like a ram bar on the front of it and cop uh lights on the top no right? suspension like you can they're just like riding all the way to the ground and, and every all time the cars they hit a bump, are, you see it slam yeah exactly and all the cars are primer black and they have like detroit police on it on the side i like how they look it's yeah. really Future cool. police i used to have that same car when i was older around 18 years old it was a gray ford taurus Anyway, so now it cuts to them. They've stopped at a coffee shop. And, Detroit Ford. Yeah. Uh. It, so he's. They stopped at a coffee shop. Lois. Excuse me. <coughs> Lewis is inside getting coffee, bringing out. Meanwhile, Peter Weller, the actor who's playing Alex Murphy, is Peter Weller, the actor. <laughs> he's been. He's doing <laughs> like thespian. a classic <laughs> western like gun spin with his with his uh, gun. Like he's spinning it out, pointing, and then spinning it back into his holster. And Lewis comes out, sees it, it's like, that's a neat trick. And he's like, oh, yeah, my son watches this show called TJ Laser. And every time he kills a bad guy, he does this. And, um, you know, they kind of have like a little moment. And then they get immediately get a report and they have to take off fuck drinking coffee. And now we cut to our villain, our, well, the majority of our villains. They're all in a like getaway, it looks like a UPS truck. It's oh, like except it's white. Bre- like a bread van. Yeah. Bread and, and so apparently they had just robbed a place, but they blew the safe and it therefore burned most of the money. So they're freaking out. And now let's just go ahead and introduce each one. So, so I want to build up to the main guy. Okay. Uh, uh, you go ahead, Andy. I know you're itching too. Well, well, okay. So, man, where do we start? Okay, so we have Emil, who is the driver, who plays a, a very amazing part especially towards the end of the movie <laughs> yeah um so he's the driver um, he's the redheaded guy right i think yeah he well has, he's yeah, he has he's the most interesting hair involved yeah he's got an interesting facial hair choice he was actually uh um this is a, a little a sidebar he was actually the deputy in the blob remake the 1988 blob cool. remake really? um wow. yeah right, um so- also we have ray wise who plays leon nash who is laura palmer's dad in Leland twin palmer. peaks yeah and and then we have uh fuck joe, joe cox joe yeah joe cox the <laughs> that guy <laughs> yeah he, yeah oh, he's like guy. the one that looks like military commando he's always wearing like fatigues and a beret most of the time yeah he's a he's a giggle box i call yeah, him a giggle oh, box. he has a, a lot of well everybody in this movie has some kind of line and yeah he he definitely has a few and yeah. uh, there's another there's bobby and then there's that one the other guy uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's something Lee. Um, but it's like then something we, men. It's like the Asian maybe. dude who always yeah. has the shotgun with the giant ring on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, and then find and so and then there's Bobby the dope. And then we have the leader Clarence Boddicker, played by Kurtwood Smith of that '70s show fame. Oh yeah, his name's Steve Men. <laughs> Steve Men. Yeah. Okay. In the movie. And a- anyways, you know Clarence is freaking out. He's like, "You look." You burn the fucking money, and and then you know Emil points out it's like, well, we got cops on our tail, and it's Murphy and Lewis, and they're making hot shot moves. They start blasting at each other. Uh, pre- they shoot Bobby in the leg. Dude, they light his legs up they in the van. They have some crazy ass shotguns, like you were saying. Oh like. yeah, no, it's there's it's it's fun, but totally unrealistic. If they were blasting all those shotguns, like that cop car would have been demolished. But it's oh, a dude. movie, and yeah. you love it. Well, but, well that's my, um, 
They pull up next to them, and Murphy is out the side window, and he's shooting directly. I mean, they're probably, what, 10, Six feet, feet away. Six yeah. feet away. I was telling Dustin, I was like, he totally would have killed them immediately. That like, I wrote that I wrote that down. I was like, I love how in movies that if you're in motion in a car, bullet velocity doesn't matter. Nah. Like, at all. So, anyways, Bobby gets hit. And he's like yelling out to him, and Clarence says, "You know, Leon, pick him up." And here's oh. one of our, our favorite lines: He's look, uh, Bobby's looking at Clarence. He's like, "Oh, Clarence, no!" And he says, "Can you fly, Bobby?" And, Can you fly, and then Bobby. they <laughs> chuck his ass onto the cop car, breaking the windshield, causing them to stop for a little bit. And they zoom off, and you hear Joe Cox, <laughs> um, and they get him knocked off the windshield. They take off after him. And y'all can uh, continue from there, but I just want to say really quick, this is, uh, Daniel, uh, we were commenting on it last night, it's like, why the fuck would you even want to be partnered up with Clarence Boddicker? Because that dude will use you like a motherfucker. Like, after you throw one of your, after he throws one of your friends onto a moving car and uses him as a fucking like a decoy, decoy. Yeah. why would you stay in that group yeah, unless you, you were just yeah. shit face scared of this like, like you gotta be looking at that as soon as it's doing like he looks like you know one of them be like man this this really isn't what i signed up for and you, you're like sitting there questioning you're like man maybe i should uh maybe yeah. i should get out of this you know yeah. i got like a, i got a kid and i got i think i got a wife somewhere look i gotta get out of here they burned up all the money so there's no there's nothing there for you at this yeah point. exactly it's like well, and I think he par- partially blames that on Bobby. I think Bobby's the one who detonated it or something. Yeah, because he blew the he blew the door, which is why Bobby is expendable, and he did not know how to fly, which we find out. <laughs> so then but, we do. Uh, then we make our way to my, one of my favorite things in an action movie or a horror movie. We go to the abandoned chemical steel whatever plant that which, is the size of like half of a city that's just abandoned yep and, and every is... every hideout for everything that can be there just like ah, oh, i'm just gonna go hang out here that's exactly why i um what psycho gorman reminded me of when he comes into that warehouse with those like the, <laughs> the bums and the thieves are <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. it reminds me of robocop or like uh, it makes me think partially the steel mill in terminator 2 yeah this one yeah yeah yeah, or like psycho, like psycho Gorman walks in, or, or like Robocop walks in. He's like, I remember when this used to be a shoe factory. Because like, oh, yeah. the, it's just it, criminals hiding out in some random warehouse. Please call him Alex Murphy until he becomes Robocop. Fine, he's on set. Call him Robo only. <laughs> Will you call um, him Robo Murphy? So, anyways, they Peter pull, Weller. They pull up to the villain's lair. They see the truck that they left there. Skeletor, yeah. I mean, what, yeah. what, what, what it is. They're high. Pulls up the Snake whatever. Mountain. It is, yeah. They return to that place. <laughs> it's like a fucking junkyard, basically. And uh, it, it, so they, with Lewis and Murphy, kind of like go back and forth, like, Shoot, you want to do it? You want to wait for backup? And they're like, it's your call. So they go after him and they split up. So it cuts to uh, Lewis. Uh, she finds Joe Cox taking a piss. And it's really, really funny because, oh, part of Lewis's thing is she she normally chews bubble gum and blows, like, uh, bubbles in her gum. And so she's has a gun on Joe Cox while he's with his dick out pissing. It's like he's and, pissing out of his stomach. It's so high up. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because got a curved penis, she, you man. hear her gum yeah. pop, and that's what alerts him to know that she's there. And you see his urine just... <laughs> <laughs> it cuts off immediately. Yeah, and he, he turns around, squeezing the uh, mustard bottle, yeah. all the peas in, or whatever. Yeah, he, he turns around with his hand up, his hands up, and uh, Lewis gets a little closer to him, and he still presumably has his penis out. You don't see it, obviously, but he says, "Hey, you mind if I zip this up?" And so she's doing her bubble gum thing again, blows a bubble, it pops as she looks down at his dick, and he sees he's distracted her, punches her. Knocks her off this. They're up pretty high. Um, probably about what a story or two. Yeah, a story. about a story and a half. Yeah, and then knocks her out. She falls down. She's out for the count for a minute. Um, and he does his thing. Do it, Andy. <laughs> he, yeah, he zips his pants up and points at her and does that laugh. It's hilarious. <laughs> it makes us laugh every time we watch it. <laughs> he, he, he's like, what's his name from uh, The Simpsons? Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, and now we go back to Murphy. He has uh, caught up with another guy. I guess he was at the look, the hideout waiting on them to show up. I don't think maybe if they gave him a name, I don't fucking know it. But oh, Emil, the hat guy, yeah, he's yeah, with Emil. Yeah, uh, he's hanging out with Emil. They're bringing in the like uh, cases full of burnt money, burn money. Maybe it's Sal. Let's just no, call him Sal. Sal is later. Sal is the in the plant, the cocaine. Oh, okay. Oh shit, you're right. All right, Sorry, so th- we'll just call him Hat. Yeah, uh, so Hat Man. So Alex sees them. They're watching one of the shows that were made for this movie. I can't remember the name of the show. Is it called I'd Buy That for a Dollar? No, it was based off of a, a weird story or something like that. I no, think it's it based called... off of Benny Hill, man. It's was based, it? I yeah, it's it was... based off of Benny Hill. But I looks... think the name of the I think the name of the show was called like Oh Who Cares or something like that. I could I'm probably wrong, but I'm, I'm I heard it last night. But it's something like that. Oh, who cares? Or and something like that. It's so weird. It's this creepy-looking man named Bixby Snyder. That's his character's name. And it's like you only see clips of things, and he's just hanging out with scantily clad women and doing weird shit like dumping whole cakes onto their breasts. And it like, you know, just being really weird. And his catchphrase is constantly, I'd buy that for a dollar. And, and every, everybody that sees it thinks it's like the funniest oh, shit ever. Yeah. You see oh, it multiple times. Oh, that guy in the shop. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, ah! the guy is like losing his well, mind. Like, no, Jesus. <laughs> even when Hatman and Emil turn it on, they immediately yeah. start laughing their asses off, and that's what distracts them. Like Murphy jumps up and he is like, you know, don't move. And uh, Hatman goes to like pull a shotgun on him or something, a gun, and uh, Murphy lights him up. And Emil goes to shoot, you know, pull his gun on him. And this is where we hear another iconic line where Murphy says, don't move, dead or alive, you're coming with me. And uh, then he's, the the whole time he's calling for Lewis, but Lewis is fairly unconscious at the time. And he's going to, uh, like, put... Uh, handcuffs on a mill and then you hear a, a shotgun cock and everybody's there that was in the truck we got you know steve man leon joe cox and clarence so they go and oh yeah so they're there and like uh you know leon laura palmer's dad is like we'll take it from here and so you know they they, they kind of have him surrounded and he's kind of knowing he's kind of noticing that fuck i'm fucked well, he's so still keeping his calm. Oh, yeah, he's still like, you know, he's he's Murphy's still cool, dude. And so they're all getting around him. And they're like going to light him up. Oh, yeah. Emil says yeah. his ass then, is mine. Yeah. And then, you know, Joe ben walks Bodders up, comes up and he's like, nope, not yeah. yet. He isn't. Yeah. And then, and then Joe walks up and he's like, you know, he's like, where's your partner? And he's like, he's like, she was sweet. I took her out. <laughs> and, he laughing again. and so like Clarence walks up and he takes his he helmet talk- off. Yeah, he, he takes, takes his helmet off. off and he starts talking a lot of shit to him. I mean, I know some of it. He's like, he's like, you a good cop, tough guy. You must be some sort of super cop to come in here by yourself. Now you take over, Andy. <laughs> Sorry, like, uh, doing too. No, much. no, no. It's fine. We we knew this was gonna happen. And uh. He just he's just saying shit to piss him off, and um, he's like, "Yeah, you're." He's like, "You're a suit." He's like, "Yeah, you're a good cop." And he's probably he's he says, "You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy." It's like cops don't like me, so I don't like cops. Well, he at this point, they have him uh, d- like, oh no, they don't. Sorry, cut this out. But before that, he says, "You must not think I'm a very nice guy." Murphy says, "Buddy, I think you're slime." Yeah, he's like. Yeah, you know, well, he, he smashes him on the back of the legs with his shotgun, and then you know he he's he says cops. He goes, I got this little problem. Cops don't like me, so I don't like cops. So yeah. is, is this when he, I think this is when he blows his hand off? Oh, he does this like it's like a he's yeah. sounding out a video game thing. Yeah, he's like tracing the gun up his body, and then finally settles on blowing off his right hand. It it blows this thing off. And high quality. Dude, it looks <clears throat> so good. It looks just so gory. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this looks so good. And then he gets done. He goes, well, give the man a hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, I hated that. And then everybody takes turns shooting him. But he's still, and it's just all over his body. They're avoiding his head. Alex Murphy is is the toughest motherfucker well, he is yeah, wearing sure. body armor. It's it's like bullet, getting... it's like Kevlar, but it's not. It's it's torturing him, but he's not dead yet. And eventually, it's like close range with shotguns. Well, future did... shotguns. No, he's he's miserable. And then eventually, Clarence says, "All right, you know, playtime's over." Walks up and just point blank shoots him right in the head, and he goes down. But he doesn't well, shoot him point blank in the head, even though he like shoots him point blank in quotes. He still misses his like. A lot of his brain. It's on the yeah, side, like the of, side his of his head. head. They, if you watch the behind the scenes for this scene, they build a uh, animatronic lookalike of Peter Weller, Alex Murphy, for this. That they said when they shot that scene where the, he gets shot in the head, it looks so real that people on the set felt uncomfortable like they witnessed a murder yeah. in front of them. Wait, so you said you watched the director's cut. Yeah. So, so the director's cut that I have, it shows Emil shooting him with the shotgun. It blows his whole arm off. Right. Oh yeah. Left. Sorry. I've... But no, no, no. But but in but in that in the director's version, you see the animatronic doll, and it does look fucked up, like because it looks it looks just like, you know, Peter Weller, and he's going like, and you see because they blow his legs off too. No, 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 no. Well, they no, shot they it. Bl- they shot his legs off. They didn't blow his legs off. They blew his arm off. Regardless, he got shot any like way more than a person could, should get shot with a, a vest on, no vest on, ten pairs of pants on, no pants on. This it's so many. So yeah. So yeah, he head. shot the hell up. Lois makes that. Well, all the guys they desert the place. Lo, Lewis shows up and you know is like you know seeing this horrible thing now aren't we're cutting to so then they're they go to the hospital and it's it's reconstruction time and he's like in his head dramatic music no it's they're trying to bring him back to they're trying to uh like resuscitate him they you know they're giving it all they got something we didn't really mention earlier is after bob morton gives his speech to um the old man he says he'd feel confident to go to prototype within 30 days because the police here uh, some of them have, uh, I don't know if it's in their contract already or if they opt to, but they basically say, yeah, donate my body to whatever. And that's how Murphy gets tied yeah. in to the RoboCop initiative. And yeah. so they try to resuscitate RoboCop. I mean, I'm sorry, Alex Murphy. He, uh, see, you're breaking he, your own rules yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, He flatlines, and he then when he comes out of it, everything's different. And also, we see like the about- birth of RoboCop. Also, I like how that doctor wasn't really, didn't really give a shit. He's like, all right, so let's let's get some epinephrine in. Yes. We well, he, like you said, so, he was blown to fucking bits. I'm surprised they tried him. it all. Yeah, that that was just bad acting, Dustin. Yeah. It was 100%. like, that was, it was like somebody's uncle who was an actor, who was like a podiatrist, and he's just like honking off shit that he heard on like well, TV. It's... He's like, no, let's <laughs> get the paddles. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stab him in the heart with an adrenaline needle. And if so, he doesn't come we'll, out, come we're going to paddle a, him. Let's shock then... a flat line. Put the trach. Trach. Anybody else got any quaaludes? <laughs> hey, man, I'm kind of low right now. I bro. never noticed any of that shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So they, they do a bunch of shit and it, 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 it goes into like a his POV. Up. Yeah, well, yeah. it's it's all RoboCop's POV, and you don't see him for a hot minute. And they're doing different things, testing things on him. I love the screwdriver scene when they're attaching that. the LED. Oh, the and it's basically and just like a grid. It's a yeah. grid. Well, and even as the before dude screws they... it in, it gets it it changes its shape to his head until it finally molds to his face. Yeah. Well, even before they do that, they they show Bob Morton the prototype arm and he shakes it and he's like, it could crush every bone in your arm. And everybody that's And that's what I'm sorry. Bob Morton says, he looks at RoboCop and he says, you're going to be one bad motherfucker. Right. (laughs) But I love how the whole science, uh, Oh, sorry. I love how the, the scientists there, when they tell him that it could crush every bone in his body or in his hand, they're all smiling. Like, because we hate you, and we hope he does crush your bones. And they're just, just like, oh, yeah, go ahead and shake his hand. And the hand is fucking enormous. Like, it is. As, 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 you know, compared to his. And it's it's so fucking cool. And you see it, like, moving independently, like, wiggle, 
wiggle, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle fingers. And it's like not that. even fully done yet. That that's not his, how his hand looks yeah. fully. Yeah, it's done. the skeletal skeletal system essentially. The endoskeleton. Yeah. Um, and I, also, I, also, also, also. Sorry. Also, a funny, a, a fun fact about where they were at. They were at the Mary Kay Cosmetics factory in Dallas. All that. Oh, nice. All that scene. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I had to throw that in. No, all I was gonna say no, is I, I love this whole scene because there's this like kind of flirty almost romance between him and this attractive doctor right yeah, well they're having a new year's party and sh- the sheet they eventually like they're like oh someone's awake go up and pull like the fucking sheet plastic sheet off of them and they're blowing their what are what are those called the, the party a party uh party oh, a party 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 whistles party they're doing that they're doing that in his face and throwing confetti at him and uh what the the female doc- or scientist, whatever she is, she's like pr- obviously a little tipsy, and she's wearing a crown. And she walks up and puts it on his head, and you're just seeing it from his view. And yeah, all she's this like, stuff. This is, is for you. Puts it on, and then she kisses him, and it leaves like a, a lipstick smudge, and then she falls back on her ass, and everybody's laughing about it. Yep. She's and even in the other scenes that are similar to that, you could tell that she has like this weird like infatuation with him. She just looks at Murphy like. Well, she's in part two. Oh, is she? Is yeah. she? I believe so. Still playing she the has, same role. She has a row boner for RoboCop. That makes sense. Yeah. I want a RoboCop a feel, if you know what I mean. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you think you do. <laughs> now, and then it cuts to what is the grand revealing of RoboCop. And Bob, it's like Bob Morton's doing the introduction. And tells him to stand up. And he's like, come on. Everyone's applauding. He's like, this is for you. And it's cool. Still POV Robocop. It's really cool. Technically, the first time you kind of see Robocop, Robocop sees himself in a TV. Like, that's filming him. Uh, A camera's filming him, and it's projecting onto the TV. Turns real quick, like zoom. Yeah, you don't see him see him. You see, like, a silhouette. And then, um, I might be getting these wrong here, but then I'm pretty sure the next one... He's at the police station. Yeah, they He's go a, to the police station. The precinct but, that Murphy originally was work, worked at with Lewis. And you you still don't see him. And he walks by like these this frosted glass. So you kind of see a smudgy version of him. Everyone's like frozen at what's going on. Because he has like, you know, these iconic like heavy metal footsteps. <laughs> it doesn't do the... It's... And yeah. uh, I just wanted to do you guys' like mechanic thing. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, there is no. When they drill, they drill his ma- his helmet on like you were talking about. They do that. Yeah. Um, and then so they get him there, and he has like a resting chair. Basically, they sit him down in it, and they're uh making sure his targeting system is working, and other things are online. Bob Morton comes over, and he. Asks him what his prime directives are, which are a very, very important thing in all of the RoboCop movies, mm-hmm. and the show, which is named after him, the Prime Directives. Um, he and they are: serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. And you see these things like in if from his own view, they're like, you know, like lit up. And then it cuts to fourth directive: classified. Classified. Bzz, bzz, bzz. And they're all ready to go. And, uh, and one of the guys uh, that works with Bob Morton, it's like his little friend who kind of plays all sides. He, You see that RoboCop does have to eat a little something-something. He eats... Baby food. Yeah, baby food. Dude, it looks like apple vomit. It looks like a kid ate, like, applesauce and just fucking yacked it up. I always, then, I always thought as a kid it was apple butter. Yeah, it looks like apple butter. It actually yeah. looks like apple butter. There was another scene before, I believe, he sits down... They're at the shooting range. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. all firing their weapons. And But you hear, like, a fucking cannon going off. And it is... He has a burst... He has a burst handgun. Yeah, so well, everyone else is oh, like, bang, man, bang. And he's... And Lewis is one of the people down at the range. And they come over there. They're like, it's some sort of super cop. And... They see everybody talks like yeah, that in this Ro- movie. RoboCop is just destroying one of Future the targets, like Detroit. with um, with precision. Yeah, he just takes and plus. Oh, and he does his gun thing. He does the gun twirl into. All right, so RoboCop, he, his holster is built into his leg, so he does his gun twirl thing. Hence the reason and, why I said his legs are gone. 
Dude, they no, decided they say, to they, go with full metal they... prosthesis. It's said in the movie. I wish everybody <laughs> could see. I wish everybody that's listening to the podcast right now could see how triggered these dudes are getting over Dustin, me. Dustin, well, like, I didn't move my arm. <laughs> I didn't move my arm as violently as Dustin just did. I just kind of rocked back and forth. Dustin, his arm went up and went down. <laughs> yeah, it was like, God damn it, boy. God I told it. you. Also, he's shooting, he's shooting all these bullets. I mean, I love it. It's fucking cool. But then I was thinking, where where are all these bullets? Because the counter is like in the hundreds. And I'm like, yeah. that gun's big, but it's not like a hundred rounds. Maybe it's of like BBs. Big. Yeah, he's just shooting like birdshot at people. <laughs> it's like air it's just an airsoft gun. It just it's just a loud airsoft gun. No, like, regardless, bullets, it's cool as shit. But those it's like, bullets sound insane. Yeah, it's like that gun is so cool. Uh, I it, like. I wanted that gun and the uh, shotgun from Terminator Two more than any, oh, probably the Gatling gun. But oh, and the 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 fucking grenade launcher. Oh, the grenade launcher. That oh, let's up. talk about yeah. let's talk about guns from our childhood that we want. God, that's a whole another episode. I wanted the Predator. Uh, uh, Arnold cannon. Schwarzenegger's uh, M16 with the, uh, the, rocket the grenade launcher. launcher on the bottom of it. I wanted that oh, shit dude. as a kid so bad. <laughs> God, yeah. All right. Whoa. Sorry, go ahead. Whoever listened <laughs> I to this, I feel sorry. I what I like when I wanted when I was a kid. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. We can oh, go I, do one. Dustin did wanted, his two. I wanted the, the, uh, the auto pulse rifle from Aliens. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, any gun that has infinite ammo is good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I want a forever flamethrower. Oh, yeah. It never or, stops. Or maybe like one of those exoskeleton suits from District 9. You oh, that would be cool. All right, so yes, Murphy does his gun twirl thing and puts his gun back into his leg holster, which is really badass. And Lewis sees that and is like, uh, you know, she already she has oh, to know. She's put the piece. You can see in her face. She's putting the pieces together that this is Murphy. And now it's time for RoboCop to go out. And anyways, uh, Morton asks uh, the the chief of police there, like, uh, "Where's his car?" And he just tosses some keys. And right at that particular moment, RoboCop's walk, walking by, catches it in midair, and says, "Thank you." Gets in his car. And also, you starts- gotta mention. You gotta mention. I'm sorry. That Morton is just shoving RoboCop into this di- uh, precinct. The the chief, which I like that guy, like yeah, that dude's rad. He yeah. he's just like, what the fuck is going on? Why have you not told me about what's going on? Oh no, here? he goes to say that he's like it's official OCP business. He's like, I don't take orders from OCP. I take my orders from, and then you hear the yeah, RoboCop comes walking in, and he's like, oh, that was earlier. You're a cop now. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, uh, so anyways, RoboCop gets in his patrol car, and he's out looking for uh, crime. Cuts to this elderly couple that run a convenience store. Oh! Uh, I'd buy that for a dollar! You go ahead, Andy, or whoever wants to take over. Okay. Well, so they go into this gas station, and it's like an elderly couple running this this janky uh, uh, convenience store. And the old guy's watching the, the, the show. And he's like, oh, God, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And then the lady is just like counting money out, you know, as that, you do. That at, guy's laugh might be my favorite in the movie. It's pretty close. It's a yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's like <laughs> That's a cackling a good insane man. person. It's like the Riddler, just like, okay, I own a gas station now. I retired from, you know, being a supervillain. He, he does That's like the, a laugh that looks like he laughs one time and then he laughs because his laugh was so weird. Yeah, he's like he's laughing at himself or he's yeah. just tickling himself while he's laughing. He's like, ha, 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 ha. So yeah, he's just like laughing at this. And so this disheveled dude uh, comes comes walking and he's all fucked up looking. And he he grabs a comic book. He grabs an Iron Man comic book off the thing. Uh, fun fact. Um, and he walks up. The lady sees him. She's like, oh no, I gotta put all this money away that I'm just counting. And so he walks up and she's like, oh, can I help you, young man? And he's like, yeah, empty all the money out of the register. And she's like, oh, uh, excuse me. And then he pulls out like this Young man, gun. this guy is gigantic. Yeah. And which actually, this guy was uh, one of the stuntmen on the set. Uh, so all the stuff he did, he, he was like, I want to be in this movie. So he just did this. Uh, he pulls out this insane gun with like the longest barrel I've ever seen. Uh, the longest, thinnest life. barrel. Yeah. yeah long, the- it looked like a McDonald's straw. <laughs> it's and crazy. the clip is on the side. Yep, yeah, the clip is on the side. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's like, you know, where's you know, open the safe, and he's like, we don't have a safe, and he kicks over a bunch of empty Miller Lite Tallboy cans yeah, that are empty. shrouding this safe, 
And then I, I have to interject really quick here. Okay, this dude's go. gun. I said this to Daniel last night when we were watching it. This dude's gun, and I got the movie wrong at the time, but I remembered the correct movie. Uh, his gun looks like something fucking Ernest P. World carved out of soap, and Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> and it does the same thing. Like he's like, you know, you better let me out of here before I grease you. And then the the thing just deflates the barrel, like you know, deflates. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. So he's he's like, get the. Get the safe open, I'm gonna blow her fucking brains out. And he's like, oh. oh. He goes, I'll give you the count of three. One, two. And then all of a sudden, with this weird noise that makes no sense happens. It's like, wow. Like, future, future, <laughs> future convenience store doors open. And the guy turns around and, you know, Robocop yells at him and, hey, creep. Hey, you know, and he tells him, like, you know, you're under arrest. And then so the guy just goes, fuck me. Fuck me! And he starts shooting Robocop, all while screaming, <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck, Fuck me! me! Fuck me! It's <laughs> like the best. I don't know if it was in the script. If That's where, is that where he says, Go quietly or there will be trouble? No, no that's that at it? the end. That's oh, at the okay. end. That's when he uh, comes into the uh, the, coke, uh, the coke plant. Oh, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So the guy is just screaming, Fuck plant? me, over and over again. Whether or not if it was in the script or if it was his ad lib, it's like one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And Robocop just walks up to him and grabs the, the like four foot long, you know, straw barrel of his gun and just twists it down and then picks him up and throws him into. No, he a, doesn't um, throw him. The guy tries to run. Robocop oh yeah. fucking puts his arm out to clothesline him and somehow clothesline the guy him. fucking flies against the back wall of this place, smashing through a freezer in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Robocop just leaves. I mean, the guy. The oh, guy he says. Wake he up. says, "Thank you for your cooperation. Yeah. <laughs> Good so night." Then, yeah, Robocop could leave, but so it's like this guy could wake up and potentially be like, "Oh, okay, so I was in the middle of a robbery. Give me the money still, because I still have this gun that I could just beat you to death with." Well, it's you not only work. see Robocop bring in one person. So yeah, that's true. You assume these people probably are dead, or they're never going to commit a fucking crime again. Or he what learned I, his lesson. Right what I assumed there. about it was that the regular police officers would come in and clean up. All that's the what shit. I assumed too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's did. like, how is RoboCop going to handcuff somebody? He would totally rip their arms off. Yeah, or something. yeah. But so now he's back out on patrol. Now we see these two scumbags harassing a woman. They're chasing her down into like some. Sh- shady like dark alley shit and um oh, yes and they're one of them uh, has a knife and they were talking about you know sh- if you assume unfortunately some sexual assault is about to happen and uh they're like she has big curly blonde hair and they're like we love your hair and they cut some of it off and throw it in her face and they're like well let's see what let's see how much she ha- i bet she's got more hair down there talking about her pubic area and yeah. right at the end there's he the guy's starting to go up underneath her dress skirt and right at that time you see the shadow of robocop and you hear his footprints Ka-boo. they turn around Ka-boo. and they're like yeah what the fuck is this and he pulls his gun out and he says let the woman go and the other guy he's like ba- right, now the guy with the knife has the woman with, uh, with the knife to the, her throat the other guy's like he's gonna kill her man he's gonna kill her and uh, with RoboCop's tar- targeting system, he is able to shoot this dude in the fucking dick through this lady's uh, skirt. skirt. Yeah. And so he just lays there and he says, you, "Does that's where he says, your move, creep, <laughs> after yeah. he blows his dick off. Um, and, you know, so he's laying there bleeding. The other guy just collapses because he's like, what the fuck? He's like, I know I'm getting fucking arrested. And the lady comes up. And, you know, it was all over RoboCop thanking him. And it's just really kind of cool and sweet. He's like, Madam, you have suffered an emotional shock. I will notify a rape crisis center. <laughs> and then you hear the RoboCop. Thing, oh, yeah, you know the, really the, we- you know the theme really for this movie is insane, by the way. It's, it's really weird. Like, uh, it, it, this is a, a side note. Uh, one of the rapists, the guy with the blonde hair, he was one of the main characters in Ghoulies, which is funny enough. He was like the stoner dude in the original Ghoulies. Also, I remember when I saw this scene when I was a kid, when he shot through her dress, I was at an age where I didn't really, because I saw it like when it came out then, and I hadn't really understood, like, 
I guess, sexuality and stuff like that when I was a kid. So I didn't really understand how that was happening. Um, so like, I remember he shot through her dress and I remember being a kid going like, how did, how did it do that? Like what, how did it, did it shoot her? Like, what, and it was just, it always like weirded me out when I was a kid. That shit is so badass. It it's is. Badass oh yeah. It's fucking kid. rad. Like, yeah. That is so cool. I just want to say that if he can shoot a penis through her skirt, why could he not just shoot his head that is fully visible next to her? Because <laughs> it wouldn't be as bad freaking ass. That's why. <laughs> it's so I probably because it would have killed him. Man. Yeah, yeah. He can't. He does. He even though he does leave some people like dead. I mean, like that guy in the convenience store. He just killed. <laughs> well, that guy did that too. He was running with such force. Come on, man. That can't be on RoboCop. He flew through a beer cooler, and now he's dead. Now the ghost is going to haunt their convenience store forever. That, did you see that convenience store? It's look. It looks like any other convenience store. That, that, he must have flew fucking 30 feet in the air to get them. So, <laughs> wait. So, wait. When has it been, um, like, what's the word? Hold on. Since when do cops not kill people is my big question. Uh, oh, well. So, and he, oh, is he Batman? Has he got some kind of weird? I mean, like, this is future Detroit. Maybe you know. I mean, I think he's like director. Judge Dredd, basically. Like, all right, I'm Judge Jury Executioner. I mean, he was kind of his actually character was based off of Judge Dredd. So, I guess that makes sense though, because he did throw the black guy against the back wall and oh, kill you, him. You know, actually, and then the white guys survived. You know yeah. where the idea from RoboCop came? Blade Runner. Because the yeah. guy who wrote the movie was on, he was a yeah, he was a screen a screen reader, a screen oh god damn it, a screenplay screen reader, and he was on the set of Blade Runner, and he kept thinking about robots and cops and what they would look like and and stuff like that, and that's it's it's a long long process, but I thought that was pretty cool, yeah. um, and but now so RoboCop shot the dude in the dick. And he's back in his patrol car with the awesome theme playing behind him. And that's where we should stop. Uh, no. <laughs> but right now we're at where the bathroom. Jones. Yeah. Okay. Which, well, like I said earlier, this is the first scene they shot of this film. They had to wait around forever because Rob Bottin hadn't fully designed the RoboCop suit yet because they were still waiting on who they were casting for this movie. Yeah, it took about six plus months to design the whole suit. And there were like eight or nine suits. Right, and it was apparently a nightmare to wear. Peter Weller, I, know, I don't know if this was like this every time, but at least the first time they ever put Peter Weller in it, it took 16 to 18 hours to get him in mm -hmm. that thing. That's true. So we go to the bathroom scene, and it's Bob Morton and this other guy. And he's like, oh, hey, Bob, you're up on the 144th floor with us. Hey, big man. Oh, yeah, because Bob gets... He gets a promotion. He gets a promotion. Yeah, he gets the contract and you know, from the old man. A RoboCop's out on the street you know, doing all the shit. And they go to the executive bathroom where they have to have the gold cards, which go in. And there they, they go, hey, welcome to the big time. And they go in there, and they, they piss in the, the fancy toilet, which whatever. So they go into this, like, fancy... The future. future, future bathroom, future eighty. Oh my God! Partitions actually exist with the urinals. Stock That's tickers pretty rare. are on the wall. Stock tickers are on the walls. Shoe buffers. Yeah, all over the place. So, uh, yeah, he's pissing with this one of his little comrades, and the guy's like, <laughs> uh, "Pissing I, with my comrade." I heard uh, uh, that Dick Jones was plenty pissed, and he's like, "Oh, I can't remember what he says exactly." He's like. Oh, you know, out with the old, in with the new, right? Yeah, he, says, he says, he's old, we're young, and that's life. Yeah, right. And then he's like, are we talking about the same Dick Jones here? Which, meanwhile, is panning to someone's feet sitting. Taking in a, a shit. Yeah, taking Dick a Jones shit. Dick Jones is taking a fucking Duke. Yeah, and, and Duke Jones. So they, the guy, the Bob Morton's buddy is like, are we talking about the same Dick Jones? And he's like, yeah, come on, man, the guy's a fucking pussy. And then they hear a flush, and you see all the other people that are in the bathroom just run out of the bathroom. Because they know Dick buddy. Jones is in there taking a dump, man. Yeah, they Dookie. see the, they see the Dick Jones is in the stall, <laughs> and his and it's really funny because Bob Morton's friend is like, uh, "I gotta go, I got a meeting," and it pans to his pants, and you can see where he did not finish pissing, and he's got pee on his pants. It's all over his fucking brown pants. Yeah, they're. Oh, I thought they were gray, but uh, it's, it's like, dude, you straight pissed on yourself. Yeah. So, anyways, Bob Morton sees him. He finished. 
finishes his PP and he goes to wash his hands and uh, Dick uh, says, you know, congratulations. And then he goes in this whole spiel about, he's like, you know, I've been working for the old man a lot of years and I've uh, called him names occasionally, like Iron Butt, Boner. <laughs> Boner. <laughs> Once I even called him Asshole. But there was always respect and buddy boy, you just stepped over the fucking line. And uh, they get into a little squabble where Dick Jones grabs Bob Morton by his last remaining Dude, he doesn't hairs. grab his, he doesn't grab, he caresses the side of his head like he's going to kiss him. And then he grabs the back of his head like a fucking, a stray cat. Like, I was like, wait, he's going to kiss you. He's going to start making out with you. And then he goes, like, <laughs> like, fuck. I was like, he's going like, to fuck you yeah. in this future bathroom. He just basically says, you fucked with the wrong guy. Bob Morton, you know, shakes him off. And is like, are you out of your fucking mind? And he's like, just remember, I'm number two around here. And the old man's not going to be around forever because he's old. You know you yeah. know what that means for you. Yeah, basically, like, you did shit where you eat, motherfucker. You know, like, Bob Morton really fucked himself. But now, anyway, he, he says, you better hope that unholy abomination of yours doesn't screw up yeah and then uh, i'm not sure what it cuts to exactly no it, go, it goes to uh the dream the the robo dream the, the uh, dream cop Re- so robo cop is to, in his resting chair yeah and he's having uh you can see all the screens around him he's kind of like jerking around a little bit in his chair and he's, he's like, twitch, it starts little... with a finger twitch yeah and then you see the screens they start showing these weird little scratchy images and none and of the scientists notice any of this. They're too busy shit. eating fucking McDonald's to notice anything. They're like, "Oh my god, my heart!" And you know, they're talking about like something's on fire, like blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, and so he starts having visions of like the last thing he saw, which was being murdered by Clarence and you know everybody else at the abandoned insert name here factory. Yeah, it keeps showing this one image of it's a black and white image of Clarence pointing a gun at him. And it's going like wobbling in and out. And he starts like reliving, you know, him being shot like 348 times. And he starts jerking around and like the needles are going crazy on all the machines. And he finally gets up and the scientists like, holy shit, like there's a thing happening. And they kind of notice that he's, you know, this giant, you know, 800 pound robot man is jittering about, you know. Well, he pulls the gate open. 20 feet beside them. Like, oh, I didn't notice this racket. Right. It's yeah, it's crazy how oblivious they are and he opens up the uh thing and he starts uh walking down the hallway and that's where Lewis is bringing in a perp and she sees Who? Lewis. God damn, man. <laughs> I want that to be an ongoing. What can thing. I do for you, Officer Lewis? I swear that's what he says. But I know it's spelled L E W. Let's call her Jason. Just Jason. <laughs> for now. But no, no, sorry. He does have a weird inflection. He has accent. an inflection with it, I think. Yeah. What can I do for you, Officer Lewis? Yeah, because it's on her uh, body. It says Lewis. Murphy, I'm a mess. So, uh, cuts to uh, Lewis is escorting a perp down this hallway, and they pass Robocop, and she's you know tells her uh, what, what's it called? Your her partner's like you take care of him, and runs after Robocop, and is like. Hey, uh, you know where are you headed? And he's he's like ignoring her, keeps walking. He's like, if she says, "Don't you have a name?" And finally, she just stands in front of him, and he stops, and he looks at her and says, "What? How can I help you, Officer Lois Lewis? <laughs> how can I help you, Officer <laughs> Lewis?" And she says the th- same thing. Don't you have a name? And then you can hear some people kind of coming from the background, and she says looks at him dead in the face and says, Murphy, it's you. And Robocop is stunned. Yeah, he's very stunned by this. And he's like, then he says that line that you said, right? He's like, sorry, somewhere there is a crime happening. There there is a crime happening somewhere. Right. And so he takes off and then all the scientists and people, like they come running up to Lewis and it's like, what happened? What is he doing? What did you say? And they grab her, like, to be reprimanded, basically. And that's where we're going to end this right now. So, yeah, because uh, there's a lot more of this movie left. And all three of us love the living crap out of this movie. And 
this is going to be a long one. So we're turning this into a two-parter. Hopefully not Two a three. Parts, <laughs> no. Or it could be a three. Whatever. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, because we don't want to go on forever. And we can. Trust yeah. us. We can make RoboCop 2 a one-parter, hopefully. We can make a whole podcast about this fucking movie for like a year if you yeah. want to. I mean, we won't. I absolutely adore RoboCop versus Terminator on Super Nintendo. So Dude, this thing was about so that. cool. We could talk about the RoboCop comic books. Um, we could talk about the games. He had a bu- like a a bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it like came out of his head or his mouth or his eyes or something. I'm pretty sure I had that bubble bath. Now that you I'm pretty that. sure I at least saw it in a store. I don't know if I had it. it I'm, I'm like, sure I begged my mom for it, but it smelled. Yeah. It smelled like justice. For anybody <laughs> listening to this, I am going to say this. smells like a pipe and leather. Yeah. For anybody listening to this that has not seen RoboCop, I beg you, I implore you, go watch this movie right now. It's going to be streaming somewhere. If not, uh, go buy it. It's I'm sure. Buy it's, the director's cut if you get it, because that's where you see it's X-rated. all the super gore. Right. It's almost it, X-rated. It no, it was, was. X, it was yeah, X-rated, it was. and they had to cut this shit down to be all. Twelve times, yeah. But, but so yeah. it's the extra seconds of gore and mayhem are totally worth it. It doesn't throw off any of the movie. Rob Botine at his well, not at well, he's always fine, but at at his at his usual. I wouldn't yeah. say finest. At um, his usual. Very Rob Botini. And yeah, so next time we'll we'll finish up. We'll give our synopsis on how much we love this movie, what the movie means <laughs> to us, um, our um what uh, our first impressions of this movie were when we were kids and you know all that shit because we have a lot of them yeah and and we will show you robocop's vengeance on clarence boddicker oh i forgot to say this was my pick yeah but it's uh universally this is all three of us uh picking this one join us next time for robocop it's (laughs) robocop part deuce part wait part two robocop part one but part two yeah. Yeah. Part two of one, an ongoing series. Books on books on tape by us. <laughs> Ow, that hurt my chest. Hey guys, thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Video Dread. We super appreciate it. If you would like to support us more, please rate, give us a five-star review or a one-star review, whatever. Write something down on the comments in the podcasts app that you are listening to us through. Also follow us on Twitter. We are at Video Dread Pod. On Instagram, we are at Video Dread Podcast. And we are about to get a Slasher account if you are on Slasher. It's kind of a new app. It's kind of a bar social media app. Uh, look for us out there on, on there. Thanks for the support, fiends.